Welcome again, everyone. This is the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show. My name is Alon. And, yeah, I'm Ara. So, another week here. It's weird. So, I was gone last week, right? And we put the show out in the, the one we normally do. We did one of those time warp things yeah. like we usually do. And I didn't realize this last time we, we recorded, but I'm going to be away again next week. I keep coming and going, coming and going. But I think for reals, this is like the last time I'll be gone for at least a week. That's what they all say. Yeah. So, um, all right. I want to get right to it. I've got a bunch of stuff on my list. What's weird is nothing seemed to happen leading up to Christmas time. Right? And then after Christmas, a bunch of interesting yeah. stories. There wasn't a lot of news, but usually, doesn't it usually happen where like all these games are coming out before Christmas and then Christmas hits and it's totally dead? Well, it's hard for me to say because for me, only one game came out before Christmas. Grand Turismo 6? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so so let me talk to you about a list of things that I've had just sitting for, I don't know, a couple of weeks, things I wanted to talk about. The um, the ceasefire, the video game ceasefire thing. I think I've mentioned that to you in the past. Let's just, yeah, let's just go, let's just go right in with this. But you just want to start? Like, don't let's even worry about the rest of my list? Yeah, let's just do it. Okay, so let me preface it. Because I can't wait. We know what happened last year in Sandy Hook. A bunch of kids died because another slightly older kid went in with a gun and shot a bunch of kids and uh, and adults. Who likes to play DDR. Who, yeah, like DDR. Um, and so someone who I haven't heard of, but perhaps from, I guess he's from Gamer Fit Nation, Antoine Pierman. Pierman? Gamer Fit Nation. Gamer Fit Nation. This right? sounds like a... Of course, Camel Case, no spaces. Okay. I'm sure there's a dot .com that should follow. Um he organized what's called a ceasefire day during which gamers should avoid first-person shooters and other violent games. Now, wait, wait. Before you continue, uh, are you, do you know if this person is aware that in these games they're not actually firing real weapons? He probably is. Yeah, I would, I would give him that okay. benefit of the doubt. Do you think it's safe for us to assume that, that he knows this already? I feel like it is, yes. Okay. All right, let's continue with okay. that in mind. That's. I mean, that, I've got. I've got everything on my plate. However difficult done. it is. To... <laughs> That's pretty much it. So there was. There was another one, right? So this seems to be an annual thing. Well, so it was. It was perhaps uh, so successful that they did it again. And do we know how many people participated in these ceasefires? No, listen. I don't have stats like this. I just thought you would be intrigued by the idea. I'm. I'm intrigued by the idea because it's so ridiculous. Okay, so it's ridiculous. Tell me why. Well. In order for somebody to participate in a virtual game ceasefire, right? Like in order for one to actually make the decision, you know, I play these violent games every day. But today, because it's ceasefire day, I'm going to abstain. In order for somebody to go through this thought process, they have to accept that face value that the activity they're engaging in is something worth abstaining from. Yeah. And, and I'm, who thinks that who plays games? Look at the people who are sitting at home going, oh, I really want to play Grand Theft Auto right now. Oh, but I'm, I'm not going to. I want to, I want to show Rockstar or whatever that I'm not going to go online and play their game. You don't, you don't yeah. say it that way? How, who are these people? I don't, think, I don't think it's anybody in this category. I think that we have uh, constructed a null set here. All right, so here's, here's the quote from the guy who did it, the, the Pearman guy. It's an opportunity for gamers to show that the gun violence for which the media frequently criticizes video games does not control them and to symbolically pay their respects to victims of gun-related tragedies. Okay. You know, I am pretty—I think I have a pretty good grasp of reality that I can pay my respects to people who have lost their lives in horribly violent things in real life and simultaneously enjoy a game with guns. Yeah, I think what it it says more about the stupidity of some of the charitable or notable things that people do you, do you I want to say Americans, but probably just people in general do. Do you think this was done as an act of satire? No, I don't. Because I that's the only way it's any good. <laughs> no, I think it was quite earnest. But it, it points to the stupidity of some of the things that we do. You know, I don't want to say boycotts are stupid. That's not it. Boycotts can be useful sometimes. Um, if but, they're actually done, not the Mickey Mouse boycotting that we all know of in modern day. Yeah. Well, I think it's especially hard to perform a real boycott in the age of information, right? Because as much as we can get the message out, 
that we should be boycotting, there's so much other messaging that can oppose that boycott. Well, the problem... Or that drowns out what we might hear about the boycott. The problem is people love to say they're going to boycott something and they hate to follow through. And that's the problem. Yeah, right? how many because, friends do you have who hate who hate Walmart but still go there every once yeah, in a while? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Or, or my favorite example, the gas boycott. Let's not buy gas on this day. Never mind that we have to buy it the next day or in seven days. Well, that... If that actually happened, it would probably actually cut gas down. But there are other, yeah, yeah. And other then, factors. And then, and then nevertheless, the reality that no matter how much that has been talked about, that's never actually happened anyway. Yeah, well, we need cars. That's All right, so let's move on. Let's move on. You don't like that. We're soft, Alon. Yeah. This, this Western society, this modern society is so soft, it sickens me. But let, let's see if any of our listeners have something to say about that. If they either knew about this ceasefire if they participated in it or if they have any thoughts you know about i would it. i would love it if we had the opportunity to interview somebody who is actually engaged uh without any coercion into this um abstaining of uh the violent video game okay it is a good time to do it because most kids are well, it's right around Christmas, so they might have Christmas break too. Yeah, you, so it you know what? Forces them to think about it. I actually have. Now that we're on, we're kind of on the topic. I have something related that I think we should hit. Okay. Well, so, I'm eagerly awaiting. Yeah. So there's this. Basically, it's about. Um, did you Did you know sarcasm on uh, the internet can land you in jail if you're 19? Oh, this thing. Yeah. yeah, no, I think we had talked about this when it first happened, and it's come back up it's because... Because the trial is on. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's coming up. So this kid, let me recap as quickly as I possibly can. He's from Texas. He's 19. He was... He made a comment about League of Legends or with regards to League of Legends, talking about League of Legends, and there's a forum conversation... And I actually got the quote this time, and he responded to somebody saying, somebody calling him insane or something, uh, by writing, I'm effed in the head, all right. I think I'm a shoot up a kindergarten and watch the blood of the innocent rain down. Okay. Yeah. Now, he wrote that on Facebook, right? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it was Facebook, but it was somewhere on the internet. I think he posted it to Facebook, but... That would probably be a really bad place to post things. Yeah. Don't hold me to that, but I think that's where it was. Um... But here's the crazy thing. Uh, I didn't think we knew this detail before. So how did how did he come to be arrested for making a stupid, sarcastic comment on the Internet? I still don't know that detail. Well, a woman in Canada was concerned about the comment. And she was so concerned that she looked up the boy's address in Austin, Texas. And noticed that he lived, quote, close to an elementary school. Mm-hmm. Which I, I don't know. Everybody lives close to an elementary school. Exactly. <laughs> and called the police. So thanks, Canada, for destroying an innocent teenager's life. Because now he's going to trial. And he's been in jail and has spent his 19th birthday there. You know... Another interesting point is that he got out of jail because some, like, freedom of speech people or EFF or somebody, like, helped raise money and like got him, like, $500,000 bail or That's something. That's right. Actually, um, I don't know if this is the real number because you said five hundred k, but uh, I think the bail was five hundred. Just $500? Yeah. No, I, th- think- I thought it was more. $500 you would not need to raise. Yeah, it's, it's probably – that sounds like a, a, a bad report. Because you would not need to raise 500 And if you really think somebody might be a terrorist... Yeah, you're not going to let him off for that much. You're not going to give him $500 bail. That's like, what, stealing candy $500 bail? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Then again, if you really think they're going to shoot people up, no amount of money should allow you to... Right. Know. So, anyway... Um, all right, anyway, so he said classic stupid stuff by, on by, Facebook. Right. This is not the first time this has happened, by the way. No, and this there, there's an a-hole judge in Texas who's decided, no, this is going to go to trial. And his attorneys tried to, you know, stop it because it, it just it looks so obviously 
Yeah, there was a story um, I heard on, on This American Life. I'm, I'm sure you've heard it too, where the the guy put a quote from um, Fight Club on Facebook, but didn't attribute it to Fight Club or anything. It was uh-huh. just something about taking a gun in somewhere and shooting some people up. And he had to deal with like, he, he pushed it. He's like, no, I'm going to trial. I'm going to like, I don't know. Like he's, well, I hope anyway, he, I hope he wins. He got in front of a judge several times. Well, now he's been let off with like two years probation or something. It was, it wasn't super recent. Um, but for some ridiculous amount of time, maybe a couple of years or a few years, he was constantly like another trial, another letter being written, another whatever, this and that, over and over and over, constantly having to worry about what he says online. Like, What, what is wrong with these judges? I don't know, he was like, clearly, I was watching a movie. I put a quote from that movie that is definitely quotable and attributable to that movie. Uh, put it on Facebook. But it, it's a threat. I mean, it's like, I'm going to go shoot some people up or whatever. He did... He implied he was going to shoot someone specific in real life up, not a person, but like the, I think it was a person who worked at a retailer. Yeah, he'd gone to the Apple store and it was like, I'm going to go. He related to oh, the Apple people. Now I remember the story. And yeah. then said he was going to go shoot them up using the quote. Yeah. Anyway, the lesson here to our listeners and Facebook users. Don't type anything ever. Yeah. Don't or- put anything anywhere that if an officer who doesn't like you saw could make your life horrible. Now, granted, an officer who doesn't like you could make your life horrible without you writing anything, but don't give them that ammunition because they will use it and your life will suck. Um, yeah. Okay, so that was loosely related to video games. You, you know what? Right, we're coming up right on the break, but I, there's, there's something from Bill Handel that I got to mention because he was talking about the same thing, and I'll tell you what it is when we come back. All right, we'll be right back. Chatterboxers, how much do you love Amazon.com? Since you're like me, the answer is a lot. And since you love Chatterbox almost as much, here's what I want you to do. Next time you get a new game, a pair of socks, downloadable MP3, anything really, go to helpchatterbox.com. It takes you to Amazon, but when you buy something, we get a piece of the action. That's good for us, and Amazon feels good because you didn't buy it from GameStop. Helpchatterbox.com. Remember it. Bookmark it. Tattoo it backwards on your forehead. And yes, all I'm asking you to do is buy stuff you are already going to buy. Just do it at helpchatterbox.com. All right, we're back. It's Chatterbox, video game radio. Sponsored by the University of Advanced Technology, whose website is uat.edu. Also, before we, we continue with this cliffhanger that we left you with, um, I want to remind you about our Facebook page, slash Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Got a website that people probably don't visit. They just listen to the podcast, but that's chatterboxgameshow.com. Um, we, should, we should invite people to post to our page. I want to see what video game stuff people got for, uh, for the celebration of, of Jesus' birthday. If they have pictures or uh, or any sort of mentions of interesting things, interesting stuff. I mean, maybe you got an Xbox One. Cool. Anybody get anything vintage or otherwise Nintendo-y? There's a lot of art. Right? My wife always looks for stuff on like Etsy, things like that, that are video game related. I don't know if anybody got any interesting video game stuff. I've never heard of that site. That must be for girls or something. Um, yeah, there's a few girls on Etsy. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. So, now that we're past that, go, fa- go post on our Facebook. You're talking about some guy named Bill Handel. We've mentioned him on the show before, right? Bill Handel, I've probably mentioned. I do not know who this cat is. He's a radio DJ, and he's also a lawyer, and uh, he is um, uh, uh, somebody in life who I uh, model my uh, all aspects of my life after because uh, he's just an incredible human being in that's, all aspects. That's high acclaim. I, there are few people... That I hold in such high regard. Okay. So anyway, on this show, he was talking about this one similar issue, where it's totally not about video games. It's totally worth it because there's this one guy, and he searched on Google um, 
how to make a model airplane, right? Something like that. And you know how Google does the autocomplete? Well, um, and you also know how sometimes because the autocomplete is a little too um, um, excited and you accidentally click on things that you don't mean to because it just pops up. And then it also does it with like this weird delay that like makes like maximum like wrong clicking happen. Anyway, so this guy types in the string and he thought he was downloading uh, how to make like a model airplane or something, right? But it's uh, how to make a model bomb. And he basically downloaded plans of like a bomb and the NSA is going after him. I don't, I don't know how much I believe that because I don't know what word pl- could be confused for bomb or how you could mix up plane well, well, or airplane. Well, that's the thing. There was something. no other word. The Google autocomplete basically added those terms in oh. according to his defense. Nice. Um, yeah, it does. So yeah. Google autocomplete, not like right. iPhone autocomplete. Exactly. So at least according to the, this discussion. So, um, so Bill Handel's takeaway was um, whenever you write anything on the internet, never say anything is a bomb, especially a movie. Oh. <laughs> All right, let's bomb. move on. Why? Because you might get other people in that situation? The, because apparently if you do anything with the word bomb, you have been marked for a terrorist. But and when now, I was a kid... We have used the word bomb my brother, on the show. Now we are terrorists as well. My brother rented a book from the, the local public library, which was like how to make bombs. It, it was like a pretty small book, maybe 70 pages, 80 pages, and it was about how to make various incendiary devices. And how long has he been in jail? He hasn't. I'm, I mean, this I'm was impressed. 20 years ago. Wow. That's, I mean, I'd be watching this back if I were him. Uh, but why would searching, so it wasn't that he searched for it. It was that he actually downloaded plans. Well, okay. So this is, this is where the defense gets a little sticky. Because how, how do you accidentally download plans from Google? Handle kind of glossed over this, but apparently, well, you could, you could like download a PDF from the search results if you're not paying attention. I guess if the search result is actually the PDF, that, that can happen on Google. Yeah. Um, the defense was that he just wasn't being attentive and he downloaded this document and it was how to make a bomb. And and now he's facing all kinds of insane legal action. I suspect and, that guy has a defense like this, but really was probably trying to download plans for making a bomb. Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that this could happen inadvertently. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. I just don't think that he should get in trouble for downloading plans for how to make a bomb. I, well, you know what? That's one thing that we're, we're both on top of. Yeah. Okay. So back, back to video game stuff. Um, I guess hackers are messing with the economy of Grand Theft Auto Online um, by adding, throwing a bunch of money in there. Not only like hacking the game to get a bunch of free money, and I don't have details for how they do that, but then running up to people and just giving it. And I guess there's no way to, re- to reject it. Giving yeah. money to people. That's right. Like, here's a billion credits. And then they're, like, sending messages to the community moderators and whatever. It's like, someone just ran up to me and gave me a billion credits, and I don't want it. How do I give it back? I want to get rid of this because I don't want to get in trouble because Rockstar, of course, posts about how if you hack, you know, the game, then you're going to be thrown away. You're not going to be able to play the game anymore. And, That's you know, right. having a bunch of money is evidence that you hacked it or whatever. Like, someone just ran up to me and gave it to me. And I think this is hilarious that people are hacking the game and then forcing other people to get screwed or at least scrutinized by messing with it so much to just give it just by giving the people money. Like there's other, you know what happened in response to this? Uh, I might not have the full details. No, apparently my, apparently rockstar issued a statement saying that if you didn't do it, don't worry that I knew, but the get in trouble. The question is how do they really check that stuff? Oh yeah. They, they, I'm sure they can check the trail of where the money went and came from and stuff. But it's hilarious. Yeah, sure it's like, they can. Sure, there's sure. all sorts of ways that you can – like so on the, on the internet, right? SEO is a really big deal. People put up – mess with terms on their website or create lots of websites that link to each other to get high SEO results and get up there in Google, right? And so they've been tricking things for years. And now Google penalizes them. I know I'm going off on a tangent here. But Google penalizes you if you screw around like that, right, with all these old school – search engine optimization tricks. You just need to have newer tricks. Yeah. So now they're changing it. But if you want to screw a competitor, you can just create a bunch of fake websites for that competitor 
Wonderful. Right? And then screw the, and they'll be like, well, you know, somebody created all this stuff. And there was, there was actually a company recently who had hired a company to get them high up in search results. That company had done, you know, bad stuff. And then Google finally got around to penalizing them for them. So the company now was emailing the people that got screwed or were, were I don't know, getting email blasts or, or somehow victims of, oh, it was comment spam. Victims of the, so people running blogs have all this crap comment spam. So now the companies who were having their stuff advertised with comment spam are going to these blogs and saying, hey, could you please remove the post that our people put on there to help us, but really screwed you? Could you take time out of your day to go remove it? Wonderful. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so stuff like that happens in the real world or the virtual-ish world, and now it's happening in games too. People hack it and then give it away to players, and I think that is fascinating. And I don't know what Rockstar is really going to do about it. It is because this is the first time that you you actually have the problem of I got a bunch of hot stuff on me. Yeah. And the irony is that it's in Grand Theft Auto. (laughs) Right. Where you're actually trained to do bad things and break the rules and steal money and kill people like all the specifically steal money. This is the new this is the new level. This is the new echelon of video game experiences. Now you really know what it feels like to walk around with a bunch of hot stuff. Yeah. And so I think this is actually the most fascinating part of this, which I didn't even think of at first. Um, The point of the game, one of the major points of the game is to steal money. (laughs) But then if you actually steal money (laughs) in the game. You're getting in trouble for it by the people who made the game. Meanwhile, they are teaching you to steal money and rewarding you for stealing money. I mean, that's the point. Unless it's a different kind of money, right? Steal money in the game, but that money, but not this money. Yeah. Steal it from the Seven Eleven, but not from our servers. Well, the regular original stealing money, right? That's like regular income. And then when you steal it from the servers, that's like stealing. Yeah. that's So, so that's fascinating to me again. Um I don't know where else to go with that, but uh, to the next I, I bet some of our, our listeners have experienced this. And I'm curious how it is that there's a game set up where you can accept, you can forcibly accept money, right? But not be able to give it away or something. I guess they, they don't want to give it away to be seen as people are giving it away to others. But can't you just reject it? Couldn't you just not? Or maybe they, you do have that option and that's just not been talked about. You know, you know only what? Realize I, I don't afterwards. know how that interface works. That's a good question. Okay. All right. Another thing that's that's big on the list here, uh, Sony is dropping online for Gran Turismo 5. Yeah, I figured bunch, you wouldn't want to talk about this. And a bunch of other games. Okay. I, I yeah. really only want to be brief with this, so let's see if I can finish before the break. I, I Actually, it's funny because one of our listeners posted on there, and I'm like, yeah, uh, I, I don't care that much, even though— That surprises me because you've talked about how the online for Gran Turismo 6 is not good yet. It's not good yet. I'm not playing— online on gt6 and i'm hoping that they'll add the features to make it equivalent to at least what gt5 was before um one of the reasons why i'm not freaking out is that because i I've, I've thought about this like why 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 do i not care and then why do other people why are they so vocal and why do they care so much and you know a certain part of it okay this is going to go over a certain part of it is certainly the it's easy to complain effect right I mean, we all, we all know about that. But I, I was thinking of another angle where, you know, I think that there's something else working here. And I think that the topic is a broader topic of just people complaining about losing things that they thought they were entitled to in games and how, how vociferously they complain. Well, whether or not you're entitled to it, you are still losing it. Right. But, and by the way, when they advertise on the box... That's well, part of the game. I think you are entitled to it to a certain yeah, extent. Yeah, but let me let me ask you this, right? I mean, they're they're certainly entitled to shut it down, right? I mean, do do we agree for the basis of my my next point that when people complain about this stuff, it's uh, we don't think that they are they have a proper basis for compa- for complaining. Um, I don't know. I so I think we've talked about this in the past, but I do think that like if it's advertised, play online, right, and then. And it's not properly disclaimed that that online eventually. Well, I guess it depends on how you consider properly. But I'm I'm always under the assumption that it's uh, certainly at all times in their purview to stop it whenever they want because that's what they put in the terms. Um, maybe the terms that you read when you turn on the game, but not from the box, not the advertising. So let's <laughs> let's go take a look at your Gran Turismo Five box at the break, and we'll come back. How dare you! 
to me, Mario. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. It's a number one. All right, we're back. Let me tell you what just happened. I uh, I said before going to the break that we would look at a box. I don't think Ara believed in me because then I got up from my seat and I was like, "All right, let's go find your country's well, five box." I was I was simply beside myself at your temerity. Okay, well, I found one of your three Gran Turismo five boxes. In truth, I found all three of them because they're very well organized and displayed. And uh, and I'm taking a look at the back cover and it. Very specifically says, in bold no less, although it is fine print, SCEA, that's Sony Computer Entertainment America, reserves the right to retire the online portion of this game at any time. Online play and download requires broadband internet service and blah, 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 blah. So I'm totally shocked and surprised that they actually put this in here because here I am thinking before the break, okay... It's not going to be there, and this is another tactic of Alon's to totally derail my point that I'm trying to make. It's totally there. It's still now, there. I, I will make the argument, which is probably very true without actually testing. Most games, I doubt, have that on the outside of the box before you buy it. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. But this one does. It's hard to complain. That, hard that to one, complain when it says that. That, that one does. And, and even, even if that wasn't there, my, my point would have been that it's generally well-known that I don't know. We're not going to expect no. the companies so, to, to. I mean, we're not. In, well, hold on, hold on. We're not going to expect the companies to provide a service indefinitely, right? Um. So, my argument to that is is this: uh, we are in our mid thirties, and we understand technology more than your average bear. A kid might not realize this. Right Or some other person, in fact, many adults, I'm sure, don't realize that there's some sort of server other than your machine and the people you play with's machine um, okay, that, you know what? that is required. Okay, I bought, I'll buy that. You've convinced me. So Back in the day for the Super Nintendo and the Genesis, you remember the, the modems they had for those things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, even on the Dreamcast, modem was built right in. You did not need any sort of server. You just connect with people. Okay, well... I don't think the Dreamcast required online services. I think you can still connect directly. Yeah, so, so, the, so the line of thought that I wanted to engage in now, you've completely dismantled, um, which is fine. <laughs> I still want to talk about it, but it's not going to have that connection that I thought it would have. So um, let's, uh, let's disregard what I'm about to say in terms of how it relates to what we had just said. How about that? I don't even understand what you just said. So you've lost me already. Great place to start. Awesome. Okay. So I get the sense that, right, everyone talks about like the culture of entitlement amongst the you know younger people these days and kids and stuff like that. Those dang kids. Those dang kids, right? And I was just thinking of a different angle and I thought it had something to do with this, but you've convinced me that it doesn't. So I'm just going to say it anyway, because it's still there. You know, there's there's this pretty strong impression that people have that there's some kind of like young kids sense of or culture of entitlement these days. And it, it seems to come from when, when some of these things are being taken away, right, that people, right, these people who are so-called entitled are really, really upset, right? They're very vociferous about um, losing this thing. And I just thought of a different angle from where it came from. And here's what it is. It could be that you're feeling entitled, but I think that something else is happening. And I think what's happening here is that in general, we're, for one reason or another or many, it seems like the younger generation is a really embrittled generation. I do not know what that means. Embrittled means they have become made brittle in terms... Oh, brittle. Yes. Okay. So I think what it is is that a lot of kids... A lot of younger people, they are, they're so into these games and they have so much comparatively little going on in, the, in their lives that's positive that they are not very resilient when something happens that's disruptive to their game world. You see the angle? I, I don't know that I would connect those two things at all 
But I mean, I'm listening to your argument. Yeah, keep, I mean, going. that's just well, that's that's pretty much just all it is. I'm getting the sense that it's not that people are entitled. It's just that they're so sensitive to things now that when this this little thing gets taken away, they they can't help but act out. Because I don't care about GT5 servers. I mean, I care about them, but as as a relatively adjusted human being, I have other things going on in my life that I value. And so I don't feel a any great sense of loss. Well, this, this all that presupposes service. that people are really getting super angry about this. Yeah, I didn't. It does. I it just totally read does. that they were getting turned off. I didn't see anybody's response to it. I was no. wondering what your response to it was. No, I don't think. And, and you know what? I didn't even look up a specific response to this. This is just like another one of the stories that we hear from time to time where it's like, OK, oh, the servers are getting shut down. And then there is this litany of complaints right afterward. Yeah. So well, that, I would always expect some when you have a community of people. But at least in this case, they released a successor prior to announcing that, that the game was going under. Yeah, I mean, all in game. all, I think it's fairly reasonable. I mean, they're giving us until like May anyway. Yeah. So Now, I, I think a follow-up to this is how how come we aren't provided a solution to maintain online play in perpetuity if we're willing to supply the necessary Right. Well, what's what's really interesting, and this, I think, speaks to the uh, ineffectiveness of the development team's ability to architect their game. If if they had done it really smartly, they would have found a way to, because GT6 is so close to GT5, and they've got to be using a lot of the same architecture. They, they they would have, I think, if they were smart, at least had a modular enough architecture where, for example, the tracks that are on GT5, they could have unified it maybe. Well, uh, maybe that's too complicated because actually like the driving models are different now. So maybe maybe that doesn't make sense. I don't know if you can tell because I'm leaving some words out, but basically what I'm getting at is it might be interesting for them to have a platform where people who are playing GT5 or 6 could just participate in one unified online structure. Um, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Why not? Right. But, but they I don't guess, do that. I guess not. Um, oh, well. My, you know, and therefore their servers would all be the same, right? Uh, my question, though, like in PC games, people will develop ways to run their own servers for whatever online game it is they're playing. So that might not apply to stuff like World of Warcraft, Right. Is, I mean, usually when you can do that, it's because the, the developer has provided the user that facility to do so. Yeah. And so why don't they do that? How hard would it be? Right? Um, it would get people still playing the game. Say, okay, we're going to release the, you know, the server package needed to run the Gran Turismo 5 server. Go ahead. Like now that we're turning them off. I'm not saying make that available at the beginning. Right. But right. once they're ready to turn it off... Make that available. Well, right and now nobody ever does that with console. Right games. now, that would totally not work. I mean, they'd have to architect that structure from the start to be able to take advantage of it. Yeah, but some companies are doing that on the PC side already, right? Perhaps. So it's not it's not like this is a novel idea. Yeah. The other thing is, like, I don't get the sense that, you know, I don't get the impression that Polyphony or Sony has any interest in opening up that up to users because that yeah. opens them up in ways that they don't want to. Well, be and that's a special case, too. But then you look at stuff like Battlefield and... And a lot of first-person shooter games that run, I don't know, Battlefield has, what, 64 players simultaneously? Uh, they, if they do it, the same game allows that on PC, and not a lot do. But when they do, they don't also do that for consoles. And there's no reason not to. I mean, it's a console is just a computer, right? There's, it doesn't do anything special. Uh, it could definitely be configured or you know, developed in the first place to allow that sort of thing or patched later or whatever. Um, I guess, I guess, I guess it's a pain in the ass to do all that development just for, just to give the console user that facility. Cause I think that there's other things you have to be, you have to consider if you're actually going to run a server for a game. Well, I mean, there's a lot, a lot to consider, but it also maintains a community, right? Which sort of leads me into very loosely another topic. Let me, let me just find it here. Someone at some point said that Valve is the only thing keeping PC games alive. Where did, where did I say this? Do, do we care about this? Do I? Cause well, because we don't play PC games very much? Well, no. Um, I mean, who, who, 
people say things like that all the time. It's, no, no, no. But I mean, it, it, it might be valid too. And what's what's interesting about this point? So I don't even know who it is that said this. This might just be the person who writes the article for. Oh no, no, here it is, Felipe Falangi. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, of the Kerbal Space Program development team. Let me let me put it this way. It's easy to say something like that when it's impossible to find out what would have happened if we're not for Well, it's Valve. true. It's true. But let's, let's think about it a little bit more deeply, right? He says, I think Valve is single-handedly keeping PC gaming going. If Valve went away suddenly, it would affect the entire culture. They've grown a cult around PC gaming, which is really cool. That's true. So That happened. What is interesting about that is that the only real thing that Valve did was create a valid purchasing system. I mean, I know they've they've done things that are also intangible, right? But the tangible thing they did was create a marketplace, which also was not a novel idea. But they that, that's it. Like yep. PC games used to exist and get pirated. They did they did it very well though. And I they mean, created a way for people to buy games legitimately, and now people are actually buying games legitimately. Yeah. Even though they still don't need to, they still can pirate them just as easily. Um but by creating a marketplace allowing people to actually pay for the content in a convenient way and then access that content wherever they want. Um, that somehow completely, I mean, according to this person, completely changed the culture of PC gaming and has grown it and whatever. And that's, if you think that that's true, I think it's hogwash, right? Um, that's fascinating to me that it's simply a matter of economy, right? That, just yeah, it's it's a matter of um, what's the word critical mass, right? They have, and I think it's absolutely incredible what they've done. They've created a platform that has earned legitimacy through sheer, well, not only quality but more importantly through sheer critical mass. Yeah, that it's the legit place to get stuff, and people think of buying stuff on Steam as uh, nothing less than buying the real thing. And that's the only way a digital marketplace would work, and it's totally worked. But it's, it, but it's also because there aren't that many restrictions on it, right? Like, I can buy the game from there, and if I want to put it on another computer, I can – pretty sure I can put it on another computer I wonder, as long as I'm logged in. I wonder if that's the critical element. I wonder if that's yeah. what really – They made it accessible. It. Makes sense. We'll be right back. Are you going to find a master of science program in technology that creates thinkers who understand how business works and how to apply the technology? Where else are you going to discover a graduate degree in technology that is customized to meet your objectives? Where else in the Valley, on campus or online, can you study at the only private university that gives you the opportunity to focus in specialized areas like network security, artificial life programming, and game studies, as well as technology management? Where else? Where else but the University of Advancing Technology? UAT's graduate technology program is accelerated. It combines business with technology. It offers the flexibility to adapt quickly to changes that come in high-tech fields. Feed your brain. Lead. Manage. You won't find this innovative environment anywhere else. UAT, the select private university where you'll be fully immersed in technology. The experience is unrivaled. Click UAT.edu. That's UAT.edu. And we're back once again. It's Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Still sponsored by the University of Advancing Technology. Their website is UAT.edu. You know, uh, this is the last show of 2013. Do you realize yes, that? Yes, it is. And considering tomorrow is the last day of 2013. Yeah, it's it is hard to keep track of these things. But we started the show in 2004. We, meaning me and people who are not you, um, ten, so almost 10 years ago. I think after two more episodes, we will have completed 10 years. That's crazy. And you are by far the longest standing. Uh, co-host, other person 
Do you do you remember when you started? What year it was? It had to have been after '06. I think it was sometime. I think 06. it was in the middle of '06. Yeah, because it's when I moved here. Yeah. Really, you started right after moving here? I don't even know how long you were. Not right here. after, but I think it was probably about six months. Okay. Yeah, because I came in right at the beginning of us. So we'd only done it like two and a half years, and I had. You didn't really know the history of Chatter. In fact, I don't think you've. It's not like you've gone back and listened to old episodes. I had so many co-hosts. How did you know I haven't gone back and listened yeah. to old episodes? Because <laughs> they weren't available. <laughs> they weren't available in any way. So, uh, God, I've had a lot of them. But you have stuck around for seven and a half years. It's unbelievable. Oh, that says something about somebody. I don't know which one. Though. Yeah. I mean, we used to be not in our 30s. <laughs> and now we are. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm 21. Um, all right. Well, anyway, 10 years coming up very quickly. Uh, I don't know if we have anybody who's still been around since the very, very beginning. But every time I ask that question, someone will come out of the woodwork and email us and be like, I was there, not maybe from the first episode, but very, very early on. I've been there forever. That's awesome. So thank you, people, for listening, for sticking you know, around you just for reminded me almost 10 years. I have a prize to give away. Really? Yes. I was thinking about that while I was in the shower today before coming here. Okay. I've got, I'm moving I soon. A, I have a quasi-prize. I want to get rid of so much crap. Okay. This prize is like Schrodinger's cat. Because I don't know if it's there or not until I check it. Okay. It has <laughs> so an, there may be a price. Because it has an expiration date that I don't remember. Okay. Okay. And let's just say uh, the first person who wants it, who emails me, and if you're a show listener from, let's say you have to have listened to the show at least back in two, before 2006. That will get very, very few respondents. But why is that too many? Why would you even care? I guess we can't prove it. Okay, the first person, even if you just started today, um, you only care if you have an Xbox 360, and you can get the game The Maw because I have a code for it. Oh, so you can get that for free. Okay, uh, if you email us. He did not offer this to me, by the way. And Just throwing that out there. That's right. That's um, that's that also says something about me. Yeah, I guess we're talking five dollar value here. Way to go! <laughs> Was there something else, or is it just you that's, might be able to find the redemption code for the maw if it's not expired? No, I have I have the code. So if it's not expired, it's yours. And if it's, it is expired, it's still yours. It's just I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> okay. So there you go. Good. That's it. Um, I can't even remember how many things I have promised to people and not given them on the show. Oh. Well, it's not very many. Usually I come through. But see, this is why I'm always careful to uh, state uh, multiple confusing conditions in front of my promises. That way I have a way out no matter what. That's good. That's good. So I'm going to be moving soon and I have to get rid of a bunch of junk and I'm debating how to deal with it because I hate getting, getting rid of stuff. But I also hate carrying crappy games from like the PlayStation 2 or my years of gaming or have like one thing I will never use. Maybe I will use it. I'm going to have a kid soon, so we might get a house phone. Do you remember back in the day when people had phones connected to their houses? Yeah, I think when I was one of the last people to have one of those. Actually. Yeah, and and so I have a, a Mario Kart phone, and maybe I should keep that. Maybe I should give it away. Maybe someone that, still you know, uses phones. No, you should keep that for 20 years because in 20 years it will be on Antiques Roadshow. Come on. You think so? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Well, there's surely a bunch of video game stuff. By the no, way, if you need. if you live in California, last day is I don't even know if this is just California. Last day to buy incandescent bulbs tomorrow. Really? Yeah. Okay. Not going to be allowed anymore. They're uh, yeah. well, yeah. It's you're the the, the they're not going to be allowed to manufacture anymore as yeah. of okay. a couple of days. Do you know about the sriracha? I heard about the thing? sriracha. Yes. Apparently, it's the great like sriracha, not outage, but. We're really off topic at this point. Aren't we? Yeah. Uh, let's go back. <laughs> okay. Now, um, what, are, what are we getting into now? How much uh, stuff? Do, you have oh, a bunch of stuff that you want to talk about. I right? just want to mention Joe, our friend Joe, because he feels like, felt like he had to explain why he was posting 50 minutes at a time of FIFA matches. Do we really want to get into that on the show? And I'm just going to mention it just because we talked about it before, and I feel like it's uh, just to be fair to Joe. I mean, we weren't trying to rag on you or anything, but... I think he understands that. He was sending it to a friend who is going through some hard times. So um. Yeah, so so in previous episode, we we picked on Joe a little bit specifically because I was talking about how 
the PS4 and the Xbox One video sharing could just get silly where people share a bunch of useless stuff and it becomes boring. And he was posting like full FIFA matches and stuff. And I was like, seriously, man, like this is getting crazy. But he and I talked about this back and forth quite a bit. Um, he was posting for for a friend, but there was no ability to limit it to that friend. Right. So he was posting it, but so, the way to do it is to just put it on your timeline because Sony doesn't provide any sort of limitation, which yeah, I think so, we had brought up. So they, even if you don't do. want to, you are spamming the world all the time. Yeah. And so after hearing people like me complain about that, I wonder if Sony is going to adjust to make make that allowance where you can limit who it goes to or intentionally not and force it. So if you're going to share it, it goes everywhere. Uh, I say not because, you know, whenever you're faced with, like, concerns of, like, organization or navigation, it's just better for complete chaos. You really think so? What do you yeah. think? <laughs> All right. So also during Christmas, Christmas time-ish, I, I had the Wii U. I brought it over to Nebraska with me where I was hanging out for the Christmas week. And – one of my, my family members or extended family members said, hey, there's a video I want to show off. Maybe can we put it on the TV somehow? I said, yes, we have YouTube. Let me just pull out the Wii tablet, bring up YouTube. Oh, can't connect. Can't, there's all these problems. Couldn't do it. Like the, my little icon was orange. It could not connect to the internet. Uh, couldn't connect to the Nintendo whatever to allow me to use YouTube or something for some reason. Um, just couldn't do it. I don't know why YouTube, by the way, needs Nintendo servers to work through the Nintendo Wii U, but apparently it does. Um, I think Nintendo needs Nintendo servers to yeah. work through. And, and so I was thinking to myself, oh, there's probably some sort of outage because it's Christmas Day and a lot of people just got their stuff. And that turned out to be exactly what happened. Supposedly there was a surge. And it wasn't just Nintendo. I guess everybody was having problems with their online servers, um, you know, Sony and Microsoft and everyone. And this is another in the long string of examples for why um, online verification is really silly although microsoft wouldn't have been bothered if they had implemented it in xbox one it would have just been like as long as it doesn't last more than 24 hours it wouldn't have created a problem except for people who need to validate for the first time they use their game that still would have been a problem so i guess i guess it really still would have been a big problem (laughs) and and this is why i argue against that sort of thing because even when the country has solid internet even when people have solid internet and routers don't die all the time. There's still problems like this that come up and just prevent you from playing your game. So there needs to be a solution to handle this stuff. One thing I always like to say is that when you're dealing with stuff like this, when there's complicated systems at work, there's one thing you can count on. That always. Things will break. Things will break. Not only will things break, unpredictably things will break. Okay, so last thing before before the end. Uh, Prior to today... Had you ever heard of the game Where's My Water? Nope. Okay. So you started talking about this, and I thought you were talking about somebody who was really thirsty. No. So it's for iOS. It may be for something else as well. And I think it was originally not a Disney game, but then Disney bought it, the people who made Where's My Water. So there's a sequel. And the first one cost a little money, a couple dollars, whatever, although it may be free now. The second one, free to play. I believe it also has additional microtransactions. Or let me let me back up a second. It has one of those silly systems that we've talked about here where you can play, you know, a couple of times, but then when you die or whatever, you have to wait for some time to refill. Or Now, is it when you die or is it just strictly how many times you can play? I don't, I don't know the answer to that. It's There's not, some condition yeah. that probably happens relatively quickly that prevents you from playing unless you either wait or right. pay to allow you to play right away. It sounds like the good old or bad old stamina bar that is so common in free-to-play games. Yeah. yeah. In this particular game, they refer to it as an energy system. So I yeah, guess they you, call it that too. You sometimes. had your, your energy needed to restore so that you could play the game. Sure. Um, I have not heard of this happening to other games, but apparently there was a player revolt and they changed their tune. So there, there was – you could microtransact to buy more you know, playtime or to like – unlock the unlimited energy or whatever it was but there's i believe also other microtransactions in the game which is normal right you have this way to make money you have that other way to make money right um and they try they try to weave in as many ways to make money as possible so they can make the most money yeah but due to backlash they have released a patch to remove the energy system so you can just play it as much as you want now this is this is really interesting i'm going to need to look at this further because here, there's a bunch of we don't have a lot of time. I'm gonna just to say a couple of the really bunch of interesting things this brings up. So one of them is that I notice that 
the way that a lot of developers implement these stamina bars, they actually do it without having any understanding of the psychological dynamic behind it. In other words, uh, it's just monkey see, monkey do. And this is like so rampant in the video game industry in general. You mean they say that someone else put it in the game, so they're going to do it too yeah. since, hey, oh, it must make money? Yeah, that, that game has it. That makes me money. Let's do that, right? And so it may actually, uh, in the context of its being used in this game, n- actually not make any effect one way or the other. And so they may have decided that, hey, this is good PR too and for us to take it out at the same time. Or, I mean, it could go any, every other way because, see, here's the thing. It's not that you had a stamina or energy bar. It's how did you implement it? How does it work in the context of the rest of all the functions in the game? Yeah, is it clearly just money grab? Like if it's obvious to the users that it's money grab, they're going to be pissed off. Well, it's just, it's really important how it works with the rest of the things to determine what its uh, cause and effect are. Well, in the change notes, it says, we took your feedback to heart and removed the energy system in this update. Yep, that's right. Now play as often and as much as you like. I wonder, the last thing I want to say is, uh, it really smacks up. I don't want to be too cynical, but I really wonder if uh, they've made another change on the other end that's less visible to basically uh, counteract whatever they may or may not be losing by making this change. Maybe. What's and fascinating to me is that they put out a game out that's free, and they put in a system that limits you to play it, and now they have to make a statement that says, oh, that game we put out free, now you can play it as much as you want. Yeah. It's weird. Well, it's weird to me that they just don't It'd be nice if happen. everyone else followed suit, at least for gamers. Anyway, end of show, everybody. We'll be back next week. Send us a comment on Facebook. Let us know if you think we should put video out of all of these recordings. Good night, guys. You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.